welcome to Conversations with Kerry, a series of audio interactions with people and things in my world that I find interesting. If you have any comments, queries, questions or feedback, you can find me as at K-H-O-A-T-H on Twitter or email me k-e-r-r-y at g-o-t-s-s dot net Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Conversations with Kerry Now, I've tagged this in the feed with exactly what it contains because at no point have I ever guaranteed that all of my podcasts will be of interest to every listener. Now, in this episode of Conversations with Kerry, I'm doing two things. First of all, I am recording this episode on my watch. That's right. Apple Watch series, well, the cheap one, the 5SE or whatever the model number was, and an app called Just Press Record, which happens to be one of my favorite iOS apps for recording because of its simplicity, its ruggedness, and its ability to just work just about everywhere. Now, a couple of things about recording things on an Apple Watch. It's very important that you remember that if you are going to record things on an Apple Watch, that you keep your wrist uncovered. Sounds pretty straightforward, but in winter, things can get quite bad. And in fact, I've actually recorded hypnosis demos on my watch. And if you cover the watch, we will demonstrate this, put the jumper sleeve down, Things just don't sound as amazing because it's got my jumper over the top of it. So, word to the wise, sleeves up, record away. Now, tonight's podcast is a discussion of TV dinners. What's a TV dinner? Why should you have them? Are they good? Are they not good? What are they good for? Well, Obviously, they're good for something because I'm going to be making one. Most of you will have come across TV dinners. Now, as an interesting, non-exhaustive comparison, I have been to Australia and I have been to the US. I've lived in Australia most of my life and I've been to the US for a number of months, probably. We won't count the months, but it's interesting to note that... TV dinners in Australia tend to be better than TV dinners in the US. Not to say that all TV dinners in the US are bad, but they're certainly not as high quality as those that you find in Australia. Now, a TV dinner is a dinner that has been prepared, snap frozen and put in your supermarket that you undergo cooking procedures to render that meal from a block of frozen, this will keep for six months in my freezer, to a much warmer dish of yum, this should taste delicious. Now, 
there are lots of different sorts of TV dinners. You can get vegetarian TV dinners. You can get barbecue mixed grill. You can get tuna mornay. You can get uh, various curries and rice. You can get different sizes. Be aware that if you opt for meals such as Weight Watchers or Lean Cuisine, that the types of ingredients and the amount of sauce will be optimised for a nutritionally healthy for you. So if you're more used to eating something that is rich, delicious, packed with calories and guaranteed to feed you and fill you up, you hungry person, you, you may be disappointed by the healthy options. However, if on the other end of the spectrum, you are attempting to manage your weight, maintain your kilojulic, that's not even a word, intake, you may wish to look at the nutritional options available. Now, in Australia, there are some various companies that make TV dinners, McCain's, uh, the supermarkets have brands of TV dinner. Uh, as I said, you've got things like Lean Cuisine and Weight Watchers. You also have specialised companies that do these like Light and Easy. And there's another couple of companies that do it as well. Be aware that, generally speaking, the more you pay for a TV dinner, the more delicious it's going to be. Although, if you can be sneaky and keep an eye on the supermarket specials, which is what I usually do, you can get quite good TV dinners if you keep an eye open for them and they come down on special. This can mean that the TV dinners can come down to $4 to $6 a meal. Now, some of you are saying $4 to $6 a meal. That's absolutely outrageous. Why so expensive? Looking at anything like Uber Eats or DoorDash or whatever is very hard to get away with a meal in Australia of under 12, 14, 16 Australian dollars. So as a food option that's reasonably priced but doesn't require you to cook the entire meal, TV dinners can be quite attractive. Now, so we're going to make a TV dinner as part of this podcast because why not? And show off a couple of things that matter about TV dinners. Now, we're not going for awesome audio quality here. Um, this is more of an experiment than anything, but it'll still probably go up in the feed if it sounds good enough. So we go digging through the freezer for a box that contains a TV dinner. That's not a TV dinner. This looks like one, though. Right. You and I can find out together. We have a barcode scanner as previously reviewed. So let's uh, power that up. And most people leave their barcode scanner running all the time because that way we're not waiting for the power up time. But I find that because the barcode scanner drops on and off my wireless network all the time and I have no idea why the chipset does this, it basically keeps making bleeding noises at various pitches. 
at various odd times in the night it can be disruptive, things that go bling in the night or something. Uh, in fact, it's about to do that as it connects to the network in a second here. If it decides to connect to the network, wouldn't want to be impatient. There it goes. Now, in my hand I have a box containing a TV dinner. I'm going to pick up the barcode scanner and run it over the edge of the box. Usually the barcode is on the thin edges, although sometimes it makes a liar out of me and puts it on the flat face. Products of dementia spelled pasta minestrone soup with parmesan and white chili. Battery four. Oh, so that gets chopped off. Let's try again. Products of dementia spelled pasta minestrone soup with parmesan and white chili. 300G. I didn't even know I had that TV dinner. So, this thing is about ooh, five inches by eight inches, and it's got a box, and inside the box there will be a tray. So I'm going to take an educated guess, because I've been cooking TV dinners for years. In here we have a plastic tray with a plastic lid over the top of it. Now. Most of these TV dinners only have a certain amount of moisture in them, so some of them will want you to take the plastic off the top of them. That's the barcode scanner going to sleep. Some of them will obviously want you to leave the plastic on and do various other things. So I'm going to take a, an educated guess on this one. If I wanted to be 100% sure of how to prepare this, and if this doesn't actually work out the way I want it to, I am going to scan the next one and put it into the barcode scanner so it will tell me. So, get a fork, usually regular sized dinner forks. You can use dessert forks, but they tend to make a smaller hole set than these. And three places we put holes in the top to vent the steam. Now, many people believe that there is one power setting on a microwave oven. Well, actually, first of all, before we even get to microwave ovens, you can either prepare these dinners in the oven, which takes 20 to 30 minutes, sometimes longer on 350 Fahrenheit, 400 Fahrenheit, uh, 180 to 200 degrees centigrade, or you can prepare them in the microwave. Now, depending on the TV dinner, you can get a much more delicious result from doing some of them in the oven because they tend to go crispy and warm through sort of evenly. But if you're in a hurry or just want to eat, the oven, uh, the microwave, I should say, is the way to go. So, we have a tray full of TV dinner, and as a matter of interest, on the bottom of the tray, if you feel for it, there is actually a triangle which denotes the recycling symbol, so be responsible. Now, this microwave is a 1200 watt microwave, which is a very high wattage microwave. So rather than putting it on 100% power, which is what most people would do, radiate that thing as much as you can on as much juice as you can, 
we're going to turn the power down to 960 watts and hit it for six minutes. So we start on 100%. So the first press of the power button is, we're gonna basically take the power down to 70%. So the first press gives us 100% and then the next three presses take us down to 90, 80, 70. So that's the power level set and we want six one minutes. And we basically started off to cook. Now, unless something unusual goes wrong, that's essentially it. That is the preparation of a TV dinner. And to consume one, you just need a spoon. We'll walk away from the noisy things in the kitchen for the moment. Now, if you're me, you make sure you've closed the freezer and you make sure you've got other things sorted and you make sure everything is you know, stable and safe and happy uh, before you wander out of the kitchen and ensure that you can microwave your TV dinner. Now, I have had various TV dinners in America and if you have the freezer space to store them, and that is a big if, not people don't have a lot of freezer space, there is no arguing that cooking stuff up from raw ingredients is cheaper. It absolutely is. But if people are busy, distracted, working hard jobs, suffering from an affliction that limits their attention or executive function, TV dinners can be a very good... There we go. See, there's the scanner dropping off the wireless network as I was talking about earlier. And for some reason it will disconnect and then in a moment here it will make the, there it goes, make the noise again to say that it's connected. And yes, I've looked at the Wi-Fi logs and it basically just drops on and off the network for no good reason. Whether I have to associate it again to a different access point or give it its own wireless network, that's a mystery I haven't solved. There are some quite good dinners in the US and if you can tolerate the contents of a TV dinner, some people do tend to be fairly fussy to texture and content. So for some people, TV dinners are an absolute no-no, would not recommend yada, 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 and they won't eat them. Especially if you've got texture or sensory issues around certain sort of food. If you make your own sort of food, you're going to have a lot more control over what's in there. Although there may be TV dinners you can get away with uh, depending on whether you eat rice or pasta or you know whether you can handle their version of a baked dinner or their version of sauces and things. So the Hungry Man TV dinners I've found in the US aren't too bad. They tend to work fairly well. Although the Marie Callender stuff tends to be fiddly and require you to certainly pay attention to the directions on the packet because they do require certain handling, especially the ones that have sort of a TV dinner aspect to them, but they've also got like a dessert thing in the corner or whatever. So in purely American style, we need to cover our three main food groups, fat, oil, and sugar. And you can actually get TV dinners that have a brownie in the corner of them. Am I being a little cynical? Yes. Uh, apology to 
any Americans who feel confronted or affronted, I should say, by that statement. You do have to watch what you eat in both America and Australia, but I'd argue more so in America, because it is harder to get healthy food by default, especially when you're dabbling in the realms of cheap TV dinner. Over in Australia, we have some quite delicious ones. I buy a lot of the different curries, Thai green curry, Thai red curry, tuna mornay, which is what I thought I was having tonight until I ran that one past the barcode scanner. Um, various other pasta dishes, cheese and bacon. Pasta bake is, is quite a reasonable one. That's something that freezes with reasonable success and thaws out and works quite nicely. Now the on the menu barbecue mixed grill actually has uh, sausages, um, sort of a piece of minced meat, generic meat, sort of, it's a patty of meat, onions, barbecue sauce, and some potato. That's a on the menu mixed grill. There are various incarnations of macaroni cheese that are snap frozen rather than the ones that you, you mix up yourself. Although we haven't really found really good ones, America sort of does better than Australia in the world of macaroni cheese, as you do expect, because I think cheese is in the running to be one of America's fourth food groups. I am joking, just in case anybody thinks I'm serious. But especially if you go to West Wisconsin, Cheese is the fourth food group. It has to be. There's so much cheese in Wisconsin. After all, that's what they're famous for. Idaho for potatoes, Wisconsin for the cheese, allegedly. And we may talk about cooking baked potatoes in another podcast if anybody's interested. Although, if this episode that I'm doing here, and I will do future ones on better recorders, costs me a whole pile of subscribers, then I will shift my focus away from cooking topics and go back to tech topics. There is a saying that says you can fool all of the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. And that is my TV dinner microwaved. So What's next? Obviously, the consumption of the TV dinner, also powering off the barcode scanner to stop it from becoming confused about which wireless network it's connected to. Uh, it has three bars of wireless signal. I would think that um, it really shouldn't have a problem, but it, it's some sort of chipset problem. We'll turn this off. Press the power button, begin to power down. Press any button to cancel. All right. All right, Lee, I will do exactly that. So we now have a tomato-smelling TV dinner that is ready for consumption. So I'm going to take it out of the microwave, put it onto the table, and enjoy the TV dinners. If anybody has any questions about TV dinners or would like to know more, get a hold of me on the socials or leave a comment on my podcast page and we will talk about something else next podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode and um, hopefully put something else new and exciting out for you guys soon. I did actually break the 50 subscriber boundary. So when it finds up, 
the Blowfly Machine episode is absolutely scheduled. So uh, that will be coming up soon. I know a lot of people are interested in that episode and looking forward to listening to it. So thank you for listening to a recording from my watch using Just Press Record. And um, it's not usually my regular level of quality, so I'd only record from a watch when I was either running an experiment or didn't have a better option. But any queries, comments, questions, get in touch. And if you'd like to leave a tip in my tip jar to, you know, incentivize me making more content, I can live in hope. That would be nice, and I can buy different things and do different things and if anybody has any suggestions on what they'd want me to podcast about next nobody has on twitter and stuff like that i have tried get in touch and i will make those podcasts i have a few ideas in the pipeline but i'm always up for more and if you'd like to come on and talk to me on my podcast about something if you're an expert on something you're smarter than me about something which is absolutely uh, enjoyable because there are plenty of people who know things about other things that I have no idea about, you can come on uh, riverside.fm with a Chrome browser and preferably a headset and uh, talk to me about something on Conversations With Me because that's what the podcast is all about. Thanks for listening and I hope you guys will stick around for the next one.